Blog Talk Radio. Fantasy, sports, and politics. You want to talk smack? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know what God's mind. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics. What's up? People. Hi. How you doing, people? It's me. Uh, Let's go. Ain't a room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field, because it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last, bring it all day, every place. Because you know your boys are going to put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hungriest. So what's it gonna be, man? You gonna leave it on the field, or you gonna leave it inside? You gonna leave it with something in your tank, or you gonna do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Leave nothing. I'm the hottest jumping out the coffee pot. Man, I'm just trying to get my spot like a coke dot. Lil' Jill make my eyes and my shoulders dry. Lil' sir, and I can make a soda pop. Keep talking, and I can make my soda pop. Real with me riding to the motor stop. I got straight living out of soap top. I got it covered like a coat top. Okay. okay. I always strap when I hit the club. Give me that. Give me hook and send some pay. You can be mugging me. You know I'm mugging back. You can be mugging me. You know I'm always strap when I hit the club. Give me that. Give me hooks and just some pay. You can be mugging me. You know I'm mugging back. You can be mugging me. They know I love them back. Yeah, shorty. The last MOB. Flying the Bugatti with food on again. Put the K in the car while we ride blaze. Put the chip on the in the driveway. Bet the house on the young and then we got paid. Triple colors on the bike and the new Mercedes. Bumping keys on the app, how we got paid. From my tins riding high to an open bay. Uptown made man out the hallway. Crab in the oh. bucket, pick a shot. Make a way, make a way. I thought they knew, shot it. Like father likes Ball to your fall, stunting with them paper plates. Throwing hundreds at these hoes while we eat steaks. We in the club popping bottles like Air Day. We grind for the shine, we've been getting big money. 
Got a fleet, call some chicken, looking get cake. I'm on this island with this power like Starface. I'm in the Apollo, drop top chunky. Iceman, Birdman, rockin' red monkey. Already, neighborhood superstar. And we gon' ball to the Always strap, when they hit the club. Give me that, give me hook, and send some pay. You can be mugging me, you know I'm mugging back. You can be mugging me, you know I'm always trapped. When I hit the club, give me that, give me hook, and send some pay. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. Let's try doing this this way. Um, see if I can get this working, see what happens. Let's try this. Victor, are you there? I am. Hello, everyone. Go ahead, Victor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. There's been some issue, and now there's an echo. Hold on. I'm going to talk into this microphone, and I'm going to see if you guys can hear me. Tell me if you can hear me, Jerry. Check, yes, check I can. One, check, check, two. Okay. Yes, you're, you're, lo- you're low, but I can hear you. So, so here's the deal. deal. I, I, I can't hear Jack, Jack squat, but I can hear myself when I talk to the microphone. I don't know if it's my headset, headset my, my computer, or what. What are you talking on but, right now? Uh, I'm going to hang up this phone. Well, no, I can't hang up the phone. I don't know what you're saying, JT. But let me take the headphones out. And I still can't hear that one thing. But, but it's, it's okay. okay. You, can't, you, know you can't hear me? You can't hear me? No, I, I, can, I can hear you on my phone, but, but not through my uh, headphones or my computer. computer. Oh, God. But we're not going to play, play that game. game. So, so what, what I'm going to do have, is I'm going to mute my phone. phone. Okay. What? what? I have a severe echo. So it's... Whatever you're doing, I have a severe echo right now. Well, that's what I'm muting my phone for. So okay. the echo is Talk gone? Yes, the echo is gone, yes. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have to talk and listen to you banter and rant and rave uh, through my phone. And I see we got a uh... – oh, you pulled me up. Okay, cool. Never mind. I was looking at the number on the screen. I was like, that's me. <laughs> oh, Ladies you know, and gentlemen, boys, you, and you, what? Go, go right ahead because I, 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 I got something for you. Go right ahead. Do I what you got to do. do. I know yeah, you I do. Yeah, I do. Why do you, why do you always got to have something for me? You know why? Uh, do, you, do you know why? 
before you start going into, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I know why. Why? It's always something, Victor. You always got something wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I very rarely do I have issues in setting myself up and being able to have the people talk to me. Now, whether you were in uh, Asia or the U.S., Egypt. <laughs> the, the geography changed, but the, but the results don't. Well, see, now you got to echo yourself. Come on. Well, I'm surprised if I do have an echo because um, do I still have an echo? Yeah, at least on my phone. Oh, anyway, on your phone, but I'm listening. Let's move it. Let's move it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. FSP proudly presents your tag team champions of the world. It's me, it's me, it's yeah. FSP doing what I do to do for you all day, every day. And then I got JT ATM Money, who's supposed to be on my side, ride or die, but you know he wants to get on my nerves and play the game. Time to play the game. Hi, Daisy. Speaking of the game, winter is coming or here or whatever way you Game of Thrones enthusiasts want to talk about. Tomorrow, it's finally here. The long-anticipated Game of Thrones Season 7 starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I can't wait. All right, Bart Star. Well, can't I'll wait. you like this. I can't wait either. I'm a true lover of, uh, what do you call it, Game of Thrones. And the reason why is because I really think that uh, it captures the imagination of a lot of people. Now, the problem with that is not too many people want to admit that they watch the daggone show. Not too many people want to say they get into the... Huh? I don't know why not. Because they don't want to admit that they're into role play or fantasy and all this other stuff. You know, they're stuck up. But it is what it is. To the fantasy world, just a little bit, people become different um, individuals. You you allow yourself to escape and become a... um, Adventurer, so to speak. And that's why we do fantasy football. But on today's show, we're going to discuss a couple things. Uh, first of all, the topic is the NFC South 2017 preview. And I've got some great and not so great news for those that are NFC South fans. Also, JT and I are going to talk about the McGregor and uh what is this guy's name? Mayweather? Yeah. We're going to talk about him is, and this trash What is this talking. guy's name? Is that the way you're going to say it? What is this guy's name when he's the um, – he's got oh, the next best record next to Mar- uh, uh, Rocky Marciano and being undefeated? And, and you got the Let me ask you a question. Say, what's that guy's name? Let me ask you a question. Undefeated. The, 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 okay. Okay. It ain't the next best record. It's the undefeated record because – Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. has the best record. Now, Rocky Marciano, he fought 
all comers. Let me ask you something. What? Let me ask you something. What's best, having a 56 and whatever, or whatever the, the amount of fights that Julio Cesar Zavez fought and won, but, but lost, what, four or five fights at least? Or being undefeated. What's the best record? Undefeated. If, if, regardless if you're going to go, listen, listen, undefeated. I'm not going to debate you on that. Because sure you won't, correct. because you won't. In, 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 you can't. You can't. You uh, can't. Yes, I can. You can't yes, debate can. me. You're, I took it easy listen, on you last week. I'm not going to do it this week. You are. <laughs> you are looking at an overall record. Okay, that's like saying Tim Tebow is the I best I, college football player ever. I said the never best record. I said know, the best that's record. That's like saying. If you're undefeated, what? you have the best record versus a guy that's fifty-six and five, so to speak. That means you fought, you fought sixty-one, you fought sixty-one five times, and you lost five. But that's okay. not the best record. The best record is being undefeated. If you're undefeated, you have the best record. Listen, it's fine to be undefeated. He has some names on that fifty-one or forty-eight. Or 49, however many wins Floyd has. He has like three or four names on that record. Julio Cesar Chavez, Mark, he took Rocky all comers. Marciano. He took they all got, comers. Are you kidding me? He took uh, all listen, comers. He took listen. all comers. Come on, Victor. Can, you you don't. You got a simple bias against this. You have a simple no, no, no. bias against this guy. You've had it for a long time. Oh. You can't deny it. It's obvious. It's obvious. Okay. He took Listen. on all comers, regardless of what he, you thought about him. He took all comers and all champions from all different weight classes. Floyd Mayweather went up and down the weight class. It wasn't like he just went, stayed in one weight class and took all kind of bums, regardless of uh, um, who they were. He went up and down the weight class that would fit him and beat Listen. champions. So, okay. come on. Stop. I'm not knocking Stop that. it. I'm not knocking. Yes, what I are. am knocking, though, yes, you are. this is what I'm knocking. I'm knocking the fact that he fought people up and down the the different weight classes. I think it was what, five weight classes or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And and he fought. He didn't fight. Let me let me change that because that that's where the wording's messed up. Um, that's that's where the wording. He didn't fight anybody. Let's let's move on, man. Because you you just. You're just he showing your bias, and, it, and it's ridiculous. No. Listen to me. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The object is to hit and not get hit. That's the object. Oh, now, it, it's not a, it's, you, you're not going to get a, I'm trying to think. I'm, I just saw it. What the hell? Listen, who beat? Who beat? Don't who, worry about that beat? word. No, I'm trying to think the, of the, the two fighters. We're talking about no 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 Evander, no, no. Evander Holyfield fighter and he's not a fighter. Can he fight? He Evander Holyfield. Let me let, listen to what I'm saying. Evander Holyfield and who beat um um they call him Big Daddy. What was his name? Big Daddy. Who? Oh, Big you mean Daddy, Riddick Bow? Riddick Bow. Uh, if you saw the fight that Riddick Bow and Leonard Holyfield had in the middle of the ring fighting each other. That's not the type of fight that 
I style yes, that, correct. That, that, that wait a minute, wait a minute. But but you you I'm, this is I'm what you think. You you think of, of a boxer is supposed to get in the ring and trade punches. And and, and <sighs> you, that's what you, you think. You about to go on a five minute rant, aren't you? Damn right, because I what you're okay, talking about so and let it's me an get obvious, to drink it's, it's while obvious you do bias this. against obvious bias against May Mayweather. And you you're showing your true colors. You're showing your I mean, what you're saying, you're showing your freaking true colors. And it's disgusting because the fact is, come on, stop. You, you're trying to you're trying to um 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 say that because of who we fought, because you didn't like who we fought, um because and and you didn't think too much of who we fought, even though he did what up and down the food chain in the weight classes that fit where he was. You didn't like who he fought, so you kind of delegitimize his his record. You can't do that. Come on, stop. Stop it. Listen, Jerry. I'm, I'm not delegitimizing anything. You ain't anybody. saying nothing. I'm not delegitimizing anything. What I'm trying to tell you is a fighter is a fighter. Where's your a birth boxer certificate? is a boxer. What? Where's your birth certificate? I don't believe you're a true American. <laughs> hey, are you doing a birther thing here? Yeah, damn right, because that's what you're trying to do. Come on, stop. No, I'm not. All I'm trying to tell you is a fighter is a fighter. A boxer is a boxer. Floyd Mayweather is an excellent boxer. He is not a fighter. And the thing about it is, What's you the know, sport? It's, it's What's a sweet the science. sport? What's it the sport? What's the sport? What's the, what's the JT, sport called? What's JT, the sport listen. called? What's the, tell me listen. what the sport is called. If it, is it called fighting or is it called We're boxing? We're not getting into this. What we're going to get into is how he and Hunter McGregor have disgraced both sports. I told you it was a joke. Listen, Clint Boxer, that's not the subject, but that's what you want to do. It's just like saying, I, I released a whole bunch of emails saying I wanted to get some dirt on Hillary Clinton, but it didn't hurt nobody because I didn't get nothing. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. But I'm not going there. Please don't. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit of college football. We're going to talk about this McGregor and, and Mayweather crap. And then we're going to do the NFC South. So since we've been talking about uh, Floyd uh, fake weather, let's, let's, let's you know go what? into it. Hey, Victor, Victor, I have the board. I don't mute people. I have the board I will too, mute buddy. You. I will mute you. We can go back and forth if you like, but you keep putting these little jabs in here, just showing your obvious bias. Stop it. Bro, you got to understand. Stop something. it. Fake there weather. Is Stop no it. Bias. There is no bias. What this is, is the, the feeling that I have about him as a boxer slash fighter. It's, ob- it's obvious. Just it's like, obvious. Just like... He said, Connor said at, uh, I forget what it was. It was a press conference where Senior was dogging out McGregor at his presser. He said, your son, your boy, has never been in a fight in his life. And he hasn't. He has, He's been though. a boxer. Stop. Stop. Well, he's a, Bro. He's, it's a sport is boxing. It's, it's the sport is I got boxing. That. It's hit. 
and, but, and not get hit. Come on. Okay. Stop. You're not going to get somebody in the middle of the freaking ring trading punches because that's not his style. He, he, the style is to win the fight and not get hit. That's, the, that's his style. And I get that. When, 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 so you know you don't get that because you think he's yes, supposed to get in the middle of the ring and trade freaking no, punches. Listen, because, because listen. He, because he avoids like getting this. hit, he gets knocked Here, for that. Here's a question Stop. for you. Here's a question for you. What do you think about Lennox Lewis? I think Lennox Lewis what? was a a decent fighter in his day. He had a certain style a that. Wait a minute. He would, just listen to what I'm saying, please. He's a decent fighter in his day, and he was in the right place at the right time with the amount of people that he had boxing. And he, he did what he had to do to win when, uh, uh, when he was put in the ring. He did what he had to do. He was a decent fighter. He wasn't uh, anything okay. that, that you – he wasn't a, a boxing legend. No, But he, he was a decent fighter. Okay, so the same way that Floyd Mayweather did until Lennox Lewis got tired of people saying he can't fight. When he decided to fight, that's when he caught a couple of L's because he did the same exact style as Floyd Mayweather does. They might not use the Philly shell with Lennox Lewis, but it was the same premise. I'm going to be defensive. Let me, let me, I'm going to score let me ask, and let me win ask, by let me ask, let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Since you want to compare Lennox Lewis to Floyd Mayweather, which is absolutely absurd, but, but that, that, that's okay. Why? They because have the same I'm going to. Let me. Let me you, you want to premise it like that? All right. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is 49 and 0. Lennox Lewis has some losses. Okay? And Lennox Lewis. Let, wait a minute. Let Lennox Lewis fought in one division, heavyweight. Floyd Mayweather fought in several divisions, and 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 Mr. FSP. The divisions he fought with, whether he went down or went up, were against fighters who are a lot more active than heavyweights. Even though heavyweights hit harder, when I'm saying those weights. That uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather fought were a lot more active in throwing punches than Lennox Lewis had to deal with, and Floyd Mayweather is a lot smarter fighter dealing with guys that are a lot more active than who let, that the Lennox Lewis fought, and is forty nine and zero. So you're, what you what you're saying? Is false. It's a false narrative because the fact Whoa, is no, the no, fighters. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The fighters who fought against Mayweather, regardless of what weight class he was in, were a lot more active and were throwing a lot more punches than the heavyweights that uh, Lennox Lewis fought against. So what you're saying is false. False narrative. It's it, bogus. It is not because Listen, because Mayweather had a different. Let's, May, let's, let's move Mayweather on. had to deal with more styles from that various <laughs> fighters at various weight classes than Lennox Lewis had to deal with. Because, come on, man. Okay, stop. let me put it this way. Let me stop. put it this way. And we're, and we're not going to debate this anymore. Because you're but wrong. Until you Klitschko. No, no. We, we have to no move debate. on. But Klitschko 
the title from Linux. Okay? When both Linux and Klitschko were, you know, in their prime, you haven't listened they to both were defensive okay. fighters. You and so to is Mayweather. Now, the point of the matter is Floyd is a very good boxer. Mm-hmm. Fighter, we've never seen him fight. So I can't say fighter. <laughs> so when you say so, the fight, that's not a fight. That's a boxing match. And this is an exhibition so you, boxing match at that. But so, so let's try to do the trash talk. I know where you're Both going. Both you, of these you're... gentlemen have moved into an area of disrespecting sports they represent. Now, I can recall when Brock Lesnar did an interview after a UFC fight where he just went off the rails like he was doing a, a WWE promo. And Dana White fined him and said, you can't do this crap here because that's not what we're about. Now, Dana White's on stage with Conor McGregor and Showtime's on stage with, uh, with Mayweather. And they're listening to all this crap go on. Mayweather calls, you know, McGregor his B and throws money all over him and, you know, acts like, so you want to talk about my strippers? Because he owns several strip clubs. So he says he makes it rain on him. Smiling all the way to the bank. Smiling all the way to the bank. They were smiling on stage. But the point is, the norm. Now everybody's shocked and like, this is disrespectful. This is da-da-da-da-da. But you got two of the best trash talkers in sports going against each other. And then, what, last night people uh, share pictures of both of these guys sharing a private jet flight to London and being cordial to one another. It's a game. It's a money grab. Everybody knows it is. So... For me, you know, McGregor going up there with the the mink coat on, no shirt, acting stupid and saying his lower half of his body's black and all this other stuff. And then, you know, Floyd really talking about he's disrespecting the, the mother of my child, my daughters and children. You have domestic battery charges, but you're worried about a man calling another female out of her name in front of her. Now, the daughter, I get it. You shouldn't bring your daughter on stage, especially when you're going up there and you're saying the things you're saying, but then you're going to jump on McGregor for the things he said? That's hypocrisy there, buddy. So if that's the case, Floyd should never have, have opened up that door especially when he has his daughter sitting right beside him. And he's talking about the B word. He's talking about, you know, all types of sexual things. But as soon as Connor does it in front of his daughter, the man is right or wrong in this. But this is, as what several commentators have said, turned into a WWE promotion. Vince McMahon is getting so much free publicity right now. It's ridiculous. And they have no dog in the fight. But WWE, I guarantee you, will make some money off of this. But I want to get your thoughts on 
the the trash talk and words. Now, again, for me, I'm uh, I'm not really too offended by what they're saying because I know how they talk. When they were in, I believe it was California, no, New York. It was New York. Those people were cheering for Connor. Like, ole, 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 ole. They were doing all that. Yep. So in the MGM Grand, I believe that's where they're fighting at. Connor might get knocked out if Floyd decides to fight. I doubt it. But there's going to be a strong Irish. Uh, setting there for him Cheering him on either way But what are your thoughts On this trash talk Pressure just went Any down. day So I'm, 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 I'm a little calm down now <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. Um, Admit it Floyd some trash You man. know you know let me let me tell you something man uh, Every time um, this, I, I see this whether it's on the net whether you bring it up uh, or I hear about it, it, it get it just it just reminds me of one freaking movie that I don't know if a lot of people seen. I've seen it several times. Samuel Jackson, Jeff Goldblum, um, <laughs> Great White Hype, Damon Damon Wayans. Come on, Great White Hype, uh, and it's it, it. I mean, you, are you serious? This. I don't care about the, the trash talk. I don't even care about this fight. I could care less about this fight. When it happens, I think it happens in, uh, I think the day we we're, we're drafting. August 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, It's on the day of our I draft, could, of our fantasy yeah, draft. I, I could care less about this fight. It's a joke. Great white hype all over again. Deja vu. Come on, people. Come on. And regardless of what happens, if Floyd loses, I kind of doubt it. Um, I'm pretty confident of that. And if it's a, if it's a tight fight, I don't care. The guy shouldn't be in there in the first place. This is a a joke. Guy who's never ever been in a boxing match professionally. Only oh he made what, what he made his money in MMP. Uh, uh, MMC or whatever you want to call it, MMA, MMA. See, I, that's how much I worry about the the other side of this. Um, and he's going to go up against the uh, undefeated, dead, an undefeated boxer. Now, you say boxing's dead, but when you have Triple G versus Canelo, that's the now, that's a highly that's a highly anti- anticipated. Boxing match. So but I want to see why? what happens there. Do you know why though? The two good fighters, two good boxers. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that, that, two that's good true. Two good boxers. That's true. But why? But why is that a highly anticipated fight? Because they're two good boxers going up against each other. That will fight Stop one it. another. Not run and duck and and tip because, and tap. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Their, the style of their, their the style of their fights is that they get hit, um, and they and, and they and they like giving out punishment. So correct. I mean, just be, wait a minute. So so you just you just um uh, uh uh just verify what I had been saying earlier. 
you want to see a boxing match with two guys hitting each other and not one guy trying to avoid the getting hit. You want no, to see no, no. Uh-uh. them sitting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You want to see two boxers get in the middle of the ring and hit each other as much as they can because that's what you that's what you, your mentality is. That, that's obvious what you're saying. No. Because because no, those two guys get punishment what and I'm give out punishment. But Floyd Weather doesn't do I would that. Like and if Muhammad, Muhammad Ali doesn't do that. Toward the end of his career, but he was getting hit. Wait a minute. But toward the end of his career, he was getting hit because he got slower. But for the most part, he was hitting and not getting hit. But it's a different story if you're not a popular fighter like Floyd Mayweather, nope. who talks a lot of junk and, and, and uh, flaunts his um, wealth. So, you know, and, and because the fact, and because the fact, he's a black man flaunting his wealth and and, dude, and not caring what anybody has to say. And you don't. Let me like explain it. something. You to don't me. like it. Burns, Duran, people like that. He still, you know, played defensive, but he got in some slugfest with him just to say, look, and so, and so don't, Floyd. don't and think so I'm, Floyd. I'm just going to be defensive. And so does Floyd. And Sugar Ray does or did exactly what Floyd does, exactly no, what didn't. Ali did, except Ali fought. So the rumble in the jungle. Well, let me ask you something. But Canelo, let me ask you something. Canelo wait, versus wait, wait, Triple G. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me let, let me let me give you some revisionist history and educate you, my brother. When did Ali oh, fight 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 those guys? Okay, whenever he was in his prime, got it. No, 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 no. He wasn't in his prime. He had he had he had just not he hadn't fought for four years. He hadn't fought for four years. So quite naturally, even though he was still a good fighter, very good fighter, he had slowed down, and he was getting hit a lot more before, uh, uh, after after he he came off his big layoff, than before. What about Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray is the person I brought up. Sugar Ray and, and Floyd fought the same way, except Sugar Ray, he fought. When you know he was going against these people that they were saying, well, like he I, can't beat him like because said, his style like is said, just to avoid. Like I said, like I said, Victor, like I said, and, and you just, you just, you just verify what I keep on saying. You want a boxer? No, I didn't. To get in the ring and trade punches. You, that's no. what you want. You, you, yes, you, when you say no, that dude. Sugar Ray, fought, what, what about Sugar Ray? You're talking about Sugar Ray going in the ring. And hitting, and and, and 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 being hit, being hit, because what, are you the serious, fights bro? You, the, wait a minute, the fights you brought up are fights that he got hit quite a bit. So that's the style okay. that you're looking for. You're looking for you look, look you're looking for a boxer to get hit. I mean to to hit and get hit at the same amount. That's what no. you're looking for. You're Listen. not you're not looking no, no. for a boxer to get in the ring. And hit and not get hit. That's what your problem is, and it's okay. obvious. And what you, I'm you looking keep for, on skirting no, the no. issue, but that's what you're looking at. As as a spectator and a person that likes the sport, 
if you're going to charge somebody $7,500 to watch you fight, right? <laughs> That's okay. That's your problem. You're paying the price. Because, wait a minute. That's, wait that's a minute. Wait a minute. You, you know what type of fighter you, that, that you're getting into that when, you, when you watch this fight. That, that is fine Come because on, that's what the market wants. However, stop it. when you look at the, the, the grudges or the trash talk that he, he brings to the table, and that's what you're missing. You're missing... All the trash talk he says, everything leading up was just top fight. Could care less. That, that, that's all pre pre fight hype, man. But that's all pre fight hype. That's that's all that is. I I get that. That's that's no, you don't. That's part of it. That's but but, but <laughs> when you say those things, yeah, okay, and you don't back them up. Other than the fact that you win the fight. Less of a like, like I said, Victor. Every time you turn around, you're showing your Again. true colors. You want a fighter to get no. in the fight and trade punches. You want a boxer to get in the fight to trade punches. Do what well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so going to do what they say. Come on, That's stop. What I want. Come on, come on. This is professional boxing. And you know the style of a fighter, and you still you're looking for that fighter to change his style, regardless. Of, so if he says I'm going to do whatever to you, you expect that to happen in the ring. But you know the style of the fighter doesn't dictate what he's saying is going to match. Come on, stop, JT, stop, again, stop it. Again, this stop is it. why I say he's a good boxer and not a good yeah, fighter. See, but you did not you, answer the question that I asked. What's that? What's that? I asked you what were your thoughts about this pre-hype stuff. I and could you care went less. On why I don't like it. It's, it. I could care less. I could care less. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's pre-fight hype. It. It's it, it, it's pre-fight hype. I could care less. That you know they're trying to build this fight up because most people have chosen their sides before the pre-fight hype. Most people have chosen their sides already. Either they're, either they're going with McGregor because they want to see um, the big mouth lose in, in uh, Mayweather. That's how people perceive him. A, a black guy that's got a big mouth, and they want to see him get defeated to shut his mouth. And so they, they, they've chosen sides already. So all this pre-fight hype is to got, get to get people to pay that $99. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I could I mean, care less about the pre-fight hype. I could care less about the and fight. That's, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's a publicity stunt. It, it, to me, I could care less about this fight. It's not a legit fight in my in my opinion. It, it, it's a, it's it's um Hulk Hogan against money grab. Um, yeah, it's a Hulk Hogan against or, or Dolph Lundgren or whatever against Rocky or whatever you know some crazy stuff like that. Hulk Hogan against uh, Rocky. Come on. It's that type of thing. Pro football, uh, pro, pro wrestler against a, 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 a boxer. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Listen. It's all hype. Why, you, why do you think the, the, um, the, uh, uh, the promoters were smiling when, when they, these two guys were face-to-face and talking a whole bunch of junk? Because 
that's what they're looking for. They're looking for these guys to hype the fight up, and all they're doing, it, the promoters are counting the money that they're going to get for people that are naive enough to buy pay-per-view to watch this fight because it's getting so hyped up. Come on. Great white hype. I'll tell you Hello. again. Participates in because he runs my talk trash and never, ever, ever see, backs see, it up. You no, know, Victor, Victor, you are so you so biased against Wayne okay. Mayweather. You know what type of boxer he is. He's the type of boxer, and I keep telling you this over and over again, and you don't want to listen. I already know what type of boxer he is. He he he, he, hit, he hits people. He hits people and avoids getting hit. That's the type of boxer he is. He hits people and avoids getting hit, and that's the nature of the beast that of a good box, a good boxer, is to hit and not get hit oh, and win the fight. Why? Why would somebody go in the hey. ring? You and I, you you and I are going to ring, okay? And okay, to prove to prove to people that I'm a good boxer or fighter, whatever whatever way you want to title it. I'm going to get hit as much as possible and then hit him back. That's going to prove how good a boxer I am. Or do I want to go into the ring and avoid getting hit as much as I can and beat this guy the best way I know how and walk out the ring with a a, a paycheck, a decent paycheck? Now, to me, I go into the ring and, and avoid getting hit as much as I can and to, to, to and still beat this guy rather than get my brains beat in, and hit this guy and win the fight. Which is the better scenario for you or me? Not get hit. And you got a resentment against that, regardless of how much smack he talks or doesn't talk. You have a resentment against that. So if he talks a lot of smack, he's supposed to go into the ring, according to you, and go toe-to-toe with this person. Back it and, up. And, 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 prove, and prove that he's a good Fighter, rather than a good boxer and win the bout. Come on, stop. No, listen. Stop. This is the last word. I know I said this like a few times, but you just failed to understand. But that's okay. I've, I've dealt with you for many years, and you've been for forever. Um, but that's just like you telling me you're gonna win the lead, and when you don't win the lead. No, it's not. It's not the same You'll thing. Say, oh, well, it's, no, no, it's no, not no, the same no, thing. No, 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 no. Well, no. I'm a, listen, listen. That's just saying I'm a, I'm going to win the league. So, so it's saying, that's 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 my confidence saying, saying I'm going to win the league. Now you are going to whoop it, me it, it, all and season, I, it, and then you're going to win the league. And I and I don't and do it. So if I don't do it, I don't. I don't do it. Then I don't do it. But at least I I, I put my best exactly. foot forward. Exactly. So if I put my best, so, so so if I put my best foot forward, regardless of my best foot, regardless of how my best foot is, regardless of what strategy I use, and I win, is different than if I put do the same thing and I lose. Is that what you're telling me? What I'm telling you is, when you hype up such a great matchup that has potential to be. Fight of the year, fight of the decade, whatever the case may be. Like he versus uh, uh, Shane Mosley, whatever the case may be. Right? Mm-hmm. And it 
lays an egg because it's more like Canelo. Maybe there's a shot. Like I I'm said. Just saying. But hey, like I said, it is what it is. Let's you want on. him to get Let's into the ring on. and go toe-to-toe. Every time you said it, every time you said it and try to frame it a, frame it a different way, it comes out the same thing. It comes, comes out the same way. You, you, every time you said it, it comes out the same way. You, you, you want to see him come out and fight. He's not going. He's not that type yeah, of do. fighter. I know he's not. I know he's not. There we go. That is exactly why. what I'm talking about. Listen, but he's not listen. that type of fighter. That's that's listen, exact. He's not that type of boxer. He's boxing. Then he's don't boxing. talk about what you're going to do to somebody, and you don't do it. That that's that's the thing. That's the only thing I can say. You know, say, let, let me tell you something. You you have you have such a bias against you have such a bias against Mayweather that you pick any little way. thing you have any little thing Look, to, to to poke Mike, holes in and legitimize his champion. Forty five minutes. All right. I said, you're Mike and I'm the mad dog. So I'm, I'm mute you, about the NFC West, But I decided to talk about the South today. Because I just have something with the NFC and AFC South. You know, it's like one team in the South is just terrible, but people think they're going to be great. And the rest are pretty much better than they are. And the one team in the NFC South that everybody's touting is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's first talk about the team that is uh, the sending champions and should have had, excuse me, a Super Bowl title. But let's do this first. Carrying the ball 20 times a game requires power and valor, not niftiness. The water bug and whippet backs rarely survive the wail and howl of the banshee. Stack defenses in the pros. They must meld the butt of a billy goat with a sudden surge of a sprint. He does not move with polish or slickness. His method is not Grand Prix, but demolition derby. Wow, that was an echo on that one. I don't know where that came from. But, bottom line is this. The Atlanta Falcons are the defending AFC champions. Excuse me, NFC champions, I apologize. Matt Ryan made that commercial with Michael Jordan and all those other individuals talking about the best way to succeed is to fail. So, Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons come into this season as possibly the NFC's uh, number one contender, so to speak, to represent them in the Super Bowl again. And NFL Team Insider fields two fantasy questions, according to Apollon uh, Magazine. What are the expectations for the offense with first-year coordinator Steve Sarkeesian now calling the plays? 
Now, Steve Sarkeesian, if you don't know, Sark is uh, the former USC uh, coach. He also is uh, also he has an alcohol problem or had an alcohol problem. Let me put it that way. Sark's saving grace might be that offensive explosion in the Super Bowl before the fourth quarter versus New England. The Falcons' offense was as perfect as you asked for in pro football. Luckily, successor Kyle Shanahan is thought to have blown in with aggressive play calling. Sark needs to prove quickly that Atlanta can still distribute the ball to a variety of targets in the passing game and let Matt Ryan make the calls in no huddle. It may be too much to ask Matt Ryan to replicate his MVP numbers from last season, but do you think he'll finish as top five fantasy quarterback in 2017? Unanswered uh, before I even read it with a yes. I think ten. Even a change coordinator with the Falcons' offense returning, every majority, excuse me, offensive lineman from 2016 are returning. Ryan is now a seasoned veteran with a new ceiling. This is his offense as much as any coaches. And as long as he has Julio Jones and he's healthy, the Falcons will still score points. Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, both top 20 fantasy rushing backs in uh, 2016. Do you see a similar distribution of touches this season, or will Freeman get a little more work? Freeman has said he won't hold out this season, but his agent wants starting back money. The politics of likely won't trickle into the play calling. Freeman is still the team's most versatile back. Who finishes, finishes with more fantasy points in 2017? Mohamed Sanu or Taylor Gabriel? Neither will be more than a flex option in Atlanta's offense to distribute their non-Rubio targets so evenly. So it is a safe option week to week, but Gabriel's ceiling is potentially higher than Matty Ice. Does he melt? Or do the Falcons really repeat as the, AFC, excuse me, the NFC South champions and have a run at the Super Bowl? Well, in my opinion... This is the best set of quarterbacks in the NFL. Falcons with Matt Ryan. Jameis Winston is uh, is uh, got a lot of weapons and showing improvement each year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody knows 5,000 yards is almost a guarantee with Drew Brees. And Cam Newton is uh, looking to bounce back from a down year after he went to the Super Bowl the previous year. Best set of quarterbacks, in my opinion, is in the NFC South. That being said, Atlanta Falcons, because of the defenses that are in this versus the offenses in this division, it's a coin toss. If we had a four-sided coin, I'd have to flip it because it could be any one of these um, teams and this division is notorious for uh, a non-repeat of a division champion, other than I think the Carolina Panthers did it a couple years in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Most most champions in, the, in, this, in this division don't repeat back-to-back. The best chance that Atlanta has is to probably get a wild card. Um, that's probably the worst-case scenario. The best-case scenario, quite naturally, is to win the division. And I can't say for 
a certainty that that's going to happen because of the nature of the three teams other than Atlanta that are playing in this division. 13th toughest schedule for this year. Um, they're basically in the middle, so it can go either way. Um, they're going to have fight tooth and nail because some of these teams are going to be very difficult to beat in this division for the division title. What if I told you South are going to go to the playoffs? Strong possibility. Because that's what I'm going to tell you. Now, I believe the Atlanta Falcons are going to repeat as the NFC South champions. I believe that they have the best chance out of all the teams to run the table, even with the 13th uh, hardest schedule. I really believe division. Matty Ice is going to be in the in the running for the MVP. Uh, I believe Devontae or uh, yeah, Devonta Freeman uh, and Tevin Coleman are going to repeat their timeshare from last year. Now, which one is going to get more touches? I'm not sure. But here's the catch. Taylor Gabriel and Muhammad Sanu, they're the X factors for that offense. They have four of the five offensive linemen returning, and they're young. They're going to make holes for either back, and they're going to protect uh, Matty Ice better because the running backs are going to protect better. Here's what they did in the draft. They drafted first a defensive end, 6'4", 230 out of UCLA, Tarkistic McKinley. Then they went and got a linebacker, 6'1", 230 out of LSU, guard Sean Harlow, 6'4", 303 pounds out of Oregon State. Got a little cornerback in DeMonte Casey, I believe his name, 5'10", 184. San Diego State, Brian Hill, and Eric Sobert round out their team of draft picks, but they don't have that many holes. I really think Muhammad Sanu is going to be a bi-weekly um, fantasy guy for you. Now, let's go over the schedule. And it's, it's not that difficult to see how I think they're going to come out on top. Buffalo. And you know what? They go 4-0. No, excuse me. Yeah, 4-0 to start the season. Not going to happen. Have a bye week. The only team I see possibly beating them during that time is Green Bay. But I'm doing what you said. It's not who you play, it's but when you're playing. And Green Bay is notoriously a slow team under Mike McCarthy. But that's that's in the dome in Atlanta, so I don't think that's going to happen. Now I think their first loss is going to come when they host Miami. I also believe they're going to go to New England 
and get some revenge and win that game. Then I believe they're going to beat the Jets. Now, Carolina, at Carolina, November 5th, that's going to be a, a tough matchup for them. The reason why I say that is because it's at Carolina. They don't do well at Carolina. Their defense has stepped up. Because I believe that's week 12. That's when all of the Cowboys suspended players come back. Or they'll be back. Let me put it that way. They have maybe, what, one or two games under their belt? And most of their defensive players are the suspended players. So that makes it a little difficult. So I'm going to give that one to Atlanta. Then they go to Seattle, and they're going to lose to Seattle. The only reason why they're going to lose to Seattle is because it's um, November 20th. The weather there is going to be terrible. And the running game is not that strong versus that Seattle defense. Then I believe they're going to beat Tampa, beat Minnesota, (laughs) Look at look to who they play. Look to who they play. And then they'll beat. I think they're going to sweep New Orleans. And then they finish up the season beating Carolina. I think that gives them thirteen and three, uh, uh, or twelve and four, something like that. Look at look who they play the last six games. The last six games. I just told you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The last six games. Five of those. Are against division opponents. The only one that's not in there is against the Vikings. They, like I said, they play the Buccaneers, the Vikings, the Saints, all at home. Then they play the next two on the road against the Buccaneers and the Saints, and they finish up at home against another division rival, the Panthers. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out on a limb here. Those last six games. Three and three. What? Are you kidding me? Those last six games, Here's the three deal. and three. Here's the deal. Since you already moonwalked, I didn't let you off the hook, by the way. I'm off the hook. I'm not even worried about but it. But since you're... And I, and I keep... Are you, are you I, not I thought be... about that. I thought about that wrong, because the reason I'm not wrong is because the season has oh, not started. Goodness. The season has not started, Victor. So if Listen, the season has started and I said I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going with that, then I would be valid. I would be invalid, I should say. I would be wrong because the season started and there was no going, should be no going back. But well, far away, way, way before the season even starts, and I said no go. I just, just we're not doing that. So I, I'm not wrong in that. Now if I okay, if, so how like about I said, this? What's that? How about we'll, we'll put your little three and three on the board then. And I'm not absolving you from our other agreement, which we already agreed on, but I might we're, we're done. agree to this. We're done with that. We're done with that. I'm what? I'm moving past it. I'm not even thinking about that. <laughs> All right, so your three and three prediction. I, okay, three and three. I think they're going to go three and three. That's my bold prediction. So again, you, you put bold. You put both so predictions out there. $100? I haven't tried. See, you know, you, you don't don't go there, Victor. I'm just saying, just like you I'm put some saying. bold prediction out that the Miami Dolphins were going to win the AFC East, and but you wouldn't put any money on I it. I do that every year. 
Yeah. So, 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 but you wouldn't put any money on it. I'm not putting money. I'm just saying, this is my thought. They played five of the last six games against division opponents. I'm saying they're going to go three and three. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. But you're not willing to back up anything. It's okay. Well, let me put it this way. Now, I know it's late in the season, and that's a tough road to hoe playing five of the last six games against division opponents. But one of the things I'm going with is that it's not Kyle Shanahan. This is a different offensive coordinator. I don't think that the same things are going to happen to happen for them, which fell in place last year, this year. I think these opponents – Sarkeesian likes to throw, man. I, well, I think these, these opponents in the division have made improvements enough to be a problem for the Atlanta Falcons. Every, there's a lot of things that went well for the Atlanta Falcons. Everything fell in place. I don't think that's going to happen this year with this team. This, this is probably one of the most, most competitive, one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL because of the caliber of the teams and the improvement. Each team team is made, um, and things that certain players have to prove that didn't have good years last year. So this is going to be highly competitive. They're not going to go um, and and lose like one or two games. I think they're going to go three and three. That's a that's a realistic what I'm looking at here. Three and three. I really got to disagree with you. Really got to disagree with you. But it's okay. Um. So, boy, what is their overall record? 11-5, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. The last three games are going, to just, are going to decide who wins the division. The last three games are going to decide who wins the division. Okay. Okay. So, you think between Tampa and New Orleans – that's going to decide because they played the Carolina too, early on. You, got, only got you got one the game. Too. They only got one game versus the Panthers at the end of the season. But they 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 play the Saints two out of the four games at near the end of the season. They play the Saints okay. home and away two out of four games, and, and like I said. The last six games, they play only one game out of, out of the division. They're going to go three and three. That's a, that's a lot to deal with playing division uh, uh, teams back to back to back to back, last, especially the last four games. Four straight games against the division opponents. That's, that is extremely tough. Extremely tough. Especially when these. Teams, okay. I mean, either either offense or their defense um, is going to uh, shine in the game, games that they match up. I, I disagree with you, but let's move on because okay. we've got 22 minutes with the live air. We've got several teams to go. Yeah, plenty and, of time. Uh, looks like we went overtime. That's okay. You can do anything you like. Here we go. What the heck? What the heck? What? What's wrong? You do what you got to do. You got the board. Okay. I don't. I don't even hear them. Uh, All right, Cam, these numbers fell off drastically last year. What kind of a rebound are you expecting? Newton's overall passing, rushing, combined touchdowns were cut almost in half 
from 45 to 24 as the Panthers floundered. This year should see a return to the uh, midpoint to those two numbers for Newton. The Panthers have committed major money and draft picks to stabilizing the offense, but they also are committed to running Newton less often. The days of Newton scoring 10 rushing touchdowns a year are likely gone forever. But in 2016, he certainly could throw for 30 TDs and run for five more and be a big top 10 fantasy QB, although top five might be pushing it. How do you see carries distributed between Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey? The load will be distributed evenly enough between Stewart and McCaffrey that neither should be an early round fantasy pick. Stewart may get 18 carries a game. McCarthy, excuse me, McCaffrey, about 10 with five more touches coming on receptions or punt returns. Stewart will reap some benefits near the goal line and can score close to 10 touchdowns given that Panthers want to protect Newton's body more often and former fullback Mike Tolbert who sometimes got red zone carries, is gone. Is this the year Kevin Kelvin Benjamin surpasses Greg Olson as the number one target? No. Olson remains Newton's most reliable target and will stay that way in 2017. Newton loves Olson's sticky hands, and the tight end likely will go over 1,000 receiving yards for the fourth straight season. Benjamin's often on weight problems, mean they will continue to struggle to gain separation and will run mostly underneath routes with rookies Curtis Samuel and McCaffrey taking away some of his targets. Now, if you saw Kelvin Benjamin when he came to camp, he looked a little bit like Queen Latifah and he had a lot of weight to drop. And on uh, NFL Network, I believe that uh, was it NFL Network? Yeah, it was NFL Network, and I believe it was uh, Nate Burleson who said that uh, Curtis Samuel is going to be that dog that takes away a lot of those targets from uh, Kelvin Benjamin and becomes a sleeper. I'm just saying, that's what they're saying. Now, Cam. Yes, they're trying to protect him, but Cam's going to run the rock. He's going to. That's the bottom line. This whole absurdity about how many touches that McCaffrey's going to get over John, y'all can hang that up. McCaffrey, his body type is small with somewhat uh, uh, strong lower body. But when you saw Washington, the University of Washington, gang up to stop him he did nothing he's going to be more of a Ted Ginn type guy special team standout that gets some touches in the offense and you know capitalizes on those things from time to time but don't expect a lot out of him this is Jonathan Stewart's ball and he's going to run with it now, Jonathan Stewart is not a healthy animal all the time. He's going to be sidelined, so McCaffrey's going to get his touches, but I don't think it's going to be a big, big difference. Now, next year, when McCaffrey bulks up a little bit, he'll be there next year. What do you got, JT, before we go down this record? 
Uh, all depends on how Cam comes back. At least he's he's of the two quarterbacks, Cam and Andrew Luck, that are um, have injured shoulders and had some type of surgery. At least Cam has started throwing now, uh, which is uh, uh, a uh, positive sign. They want him to run less and and, and uh, get rid of the ball quicker, uh, so he doesn't take as many hits as he took last year. Uh, in a down year. So I'm thinking that um, they're going to be running the ball more. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, like you said, is going to be more uh, involved. And uh, that Cam is going to be uh, getting rid of the ball and, and to accommodate the type of player Christian McCaffrey is. So um, I think that Luke Kikili, if I'm not mistaken, was injured late in the year. He's coming back uh, to shore up that defense. That defense needs to get improved in the backside um, because of the losses they had uh, in free agency last year. Um, but uh, I see this team still being competitive, uh, and it just has to to have po- positive uh, plays on the uh, offensive side of the ball, especially in the passing game. But it's going to be tough. Okay. So, that, I, so I, I, I don't see him when, I don't foresee him winning the division, um, but I think they'll be in the mix. Uh, I, guess I, I did say that all these teams are possibilities winning it team versus the other three teams has a smaller window um, that they have to deal with to, to uh, win the division um, because the pieces that they have and how critical, uh, how much non – depth they have versus the other teams uh, offensively. Um, defensively, they're probably the better of the four teams in the division. Off- offensively, I think they're a little bit more challenged than the other four, other three teams. Now, here's my thing, man. Um, real quick, before we go down the schedule. So, they draft Curtis Samuel with the second round pick out of Ohio State. A year or so ago, they drafted the wide receiver out of uh, – I can't remember where he was out of, but uh, he was supposed to be coming in and be that that dude beside Kelvin Benjamin, but it didn't happen. Samuel Kidd going to step in, and have they given up on their first-round pick from a year or two ago? It, it's yet to be – excuse me, it's yet to be uh, – yet to pan out. You have to see what's going to happen in training camp. Um, right now, it's all well, speculation. They the guy in the second round. That don't mean squat. Just because they got, just because they, hey, let me put it. Most of these teams, most of these teams, it's not your draft status. It, it, it'll draft where you got drafted. It's how you, um, how you uh, 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 participate, Rated. practice on the field. So. Just because he got drafted in the second round, that's what they thought of him. That doesn't mean just because he thought of him as a second rounder that he's going to perform like a second rounder. You got to wait and see. Got to wait and see. Uh, and it's, like I said, especially in in this uh, in it on this team, uh, because of the offense um, and how how they're going to shape the offense more away from Cam. And try to get the ball in, in his playmakers. 
you got to see how that offense philosophy, Mike Shula, uh, the offense, offensive coordinator there, is going to be able to reshape the offense and, and, and involve more players other than Cam um, in training camp and, and, and preseason games. You got to see that. It's 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 up in the air if any of these guys are going to pan out quite naturally. I mean, just because they get drafted first, second, uh, third round, whatever, doesn't guarantee that they're going to perform like that. You got to they have, they got to perform on the field. Got to see what what the what they are on the ground. All right, let's go over the schedule real quick. Uh, and it is the 16th ranked hardest schedule. But they, to me, it seems kind of soft. It's just me, maybe. They open up at San Francisco, so Kyle Shanahan is probably going to get his first loss. Um, the reason why is because I have no idea who their quarterback is going to be. And I know that uh, whoever it is probably isn't ready for that defense. They go to Buffalo. I mean, excuse me, they host Buffalo, New Orleans, at New England, at Detroit, Philadelphia Thursday night, at Chicago, at Tampa Bay, Atlanta, excuse me, week 10, Monday night with Miami. Then week 11, they have a bye. Now, this is key. They have their bye week 11. Atlanta has their bye week four or week five. I'm sorry. And this is going to be a much-needed rest after playing those teams they played. Mm -hmm. They don't play a lot of tough defensive teams, but they have uh, some improved defensive teams. Then they come back, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and finish at Atlanta. Honestly, I have them coming out second in the the South with a 10-6 record. Now, I think they and Tampa Bay are going to tie, but I think the edge is going to go to uh, to Carolina because I think Carolina has the easier uh, part of the schedule at the beginning of the season and at the very end of the season. Because I don't see Minnesota being any good this year. Um, even though I love some of their players, just don't. And they don't play a lot of tough defenses the second half of their schedule. What do you got, JT? After their games, the last six games, they play um, against division opponents. Uh, they also play uh, half of those games at home. But, but, other than the Jets, the Saints, that's a loss. They play home against the Vikings. That can go either way. I think the Vikings are going to bounce back. Then they play the Packers at home. To me, that's a loss. Then they play the Buccaneers at home. That can go either way also. And they play the Falcons away. Um, um, I think they with with uh, they'll probably go three and three. I think they win against the Jets. I think they lose oh against the goodness. Saints. I think they lose against the Packers, and I think they lose against the Falcons. I think they go three and three. That's how I see it. I, I think two now, of the, ga- two of the games. I, I can two, agree with women, you. Two of the last six games they play on the road against the division opponents and a high-powered of offenses in the Saints and the Falcons. I think they definitely lose those two games, one being 
a game after they come off the Jets, uh, a second road game. I can see them losing that. And the last game in Atlanta, um, I can see them losing that. To me, uh, if yeah, they get to 10 like and I, said, I can agree with they, you on that. If, if they get to 10 and 6, I'll be surprised. I think this is a 9 and 7 team. I think they th- well, I can, can go 9 and 7 as well. Some, some things can go uh, um, differently, and they can they can contend for the uh, division, but it's going to be tough. I know I said any of these uh, four way toss here, but um, I still still think that some the Falcons regress and some of these teams progress versus what they were last year, and I think the um, uh, um, Panthers. Uh, progress uh, this year versus last year, and I think they get nine and seven, optimum ten and six. Okay, I can agree with that. That's that's fair. Let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know AP went to New Orleans, but you got Mark Ingram there already, and that to me. Diminishes both of their value. Carter wrote a hoe on their schedule. But an an NFL team insider fields key fantasy questions. How do you see the carries being distributed between Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson? Which running back would you rather have on your fantasy team? So, Ingram is the lead back, but Peterson will see his share of carries. I expect Ingram to receive 40 to 50% of the carries with Peterson receiving 30% of the remaining carries. That said, Peterson could receive the goal, excuse me, the call on goal line situations, true myself, which would counterbalance Ingram's overall fantasy productivity. Still, I'd go with Ingram because he's younger and clearly more familiar with the Saints scheme. What are your expectations for tight end Kobe Fleener in his second season with the New Orleans Saints? To the naked eye, Fleener's numbers, 50 catches, 631 yards, three TDs, weren't that bad last season, but he squandered numerous big play opportunities with drops on competitive balls. I expect him to rebound this season, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him double his touchdown total, but don't expect Jimmy Graham numbers. With Michael Thomas taking over as the number one wide receiver, who's the next best option fantasy-wise? Willie Sneed has become a trusted target of Drew Brees, on third down and will undoubtedly become the go-to receiver opposite Thomas. He's not a big play threat, but he has shown he can make tough catches in traffic and the red zone. I would uh, give Snead the nod over Fleener, who is due for a bounce-back season. And don't sleep on rookie running back Alvin Kamara. He could have a big year as a satellite back if he can master the playbook in training camp. Now, for me, uh, of course, Drew Brees, as you said, JT, is a 5,000-yard QB every year. Expect that. And a lot of those yards are going to go to Thomas. So, Thomas, does that make him ultimately a top five, top ten wide receiver in fantasy this year? Are you you asking me this? Second-year wide receiver. People have tape on him now. Um, I, I expect him to. And you have um, Brandon Cooks not there. So 
You got Michael Thomas that is going to be probably the projected um, number one wide receiver. But you also have Slick Willie, Willie Sneed, who's uh, and Tegan Jr. and Brandon Coleman. It, it, well, I understand those those two other guys, but the most reliable that Drew Brees is going to be throwing to is Willie Sneed and uh, Michael Thomas. And I have to see what Michael Thomas is going to come out in the second year of of his uh, matura- maturation as a wide receiver. Whether he's going to build on that, or because of game tape for the last season, that teams. Uh, um, um, slow him down, and he's not as effective um, with the Drew Brees throwing a rock. So I, I'm so saying this. The question becomes, yeah. is he a number one fantasy receiver? No. Well, he's a low-end number one fantasy receiver. Low-end. Um, I think that's high expectations with what happened last year um, because he was – I would say it was a surprise to a lot of people. But the surprises are gone with the 16-game film that that people have on. So the defenses are going to be able to game game plan against him a lot better. Uh, um, and I think the ball is going to get distributed um, uh, pretty evenly uh, between Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed. So Drew, Drew Brees likes to, likes to spread the ball around. And your point on a, on a running back? I don't normally say this about this guy because I've I've had bad luck with this with the with the running back, but between the two that I would would prefer, Mike Mark Ingram and and Andrew Adrian Peterson, just like his name, I take him all day, all day. Or an injury, I take him all day. Absolutely, Hall of Fame court running back, um, and if he's healthy, I take him all day. You know what? Okay. So where do you take him? And where would I the reason why I ask this is because I know that he's going to get the goal line carries. Ingram is not the back for that. And you know AP is going to drag people in the end zone. So he's taking that LeGarrette Blunt role uh, like Blunt had for the Patriots last year. So he might have between 12 to 17 touchdowns this year. But where do you get them? If in a twelve-team league, you probably can get them in the, and, and and this is probably on the edge of where you can get them. Seventh or eighth round. Seventh or eighth I round. I agree with that. Maybe maybe the ninth round, because. The, most people are going to think that Mark Ingram is going to be the guy. And logically speaking, but when it comes to running backs, I don't logically speak. And um, quite naturally, um, I do take a, a little chances on running backs that I think are going to um, um, not be in the radar for most people. And I think Adrian Peterson, and all depends on how he does in training camp. Um, if, 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 if he may climb up the um, uh, the draft boards, depending on what he does at training camp, but I'm people are going to be pleasantly surprised if he's healthy and he's running well in training camp. That AP is going to be a three-down back. 
in a three three see that three, as well. uh, three three tier back, being able to protect, protect against the pass, which he's always done before, being able to run the football, and I don't know what the why the myth is. I think because of the offense that they say he can't catch the ball, which he can. Um, I think he's going to be more involved in the passing game um, than p- what most people think. If he's healthy, all right, he runs like AP. What's going to happen? Wait, 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 Jerry. I want you guys to listen to us after the show because we're about to leave live air. Catch our predictions on Tampa Bay and uh, finish up on the Saints. And tomorrow morning, catch JT at 10 a.m. with the master plan. We're now in the overtime, and I thank you guys for listening. Go ahead, JT. Yeah, I I I um I I don't normally take the AP because I've had bad experiences and I think I told you how bad experiences I've had with AP. But he's in a probably and it's obvious, he's in the best position that he's ever been in with a high-powered offense uh with a with a coach and quarterback that wanted to get back to what they did when they won the Super Bowl. It's that to run the football uh, and be more effective in a, in a running game to act uh, to um, be able to uh, better utilize the passing passing game and I think um, uh, I would take AP uh, in a 14 team league probably in the fifth or sixth round 12 team league seventh eighth round maybe in the, even ninth round depending on how things go but uh, you go past that you go past the ninth round. And you're looking to get AP, it ain't going to happen. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, there are some things you got to think about uh, when you're drafting. Here's one thing I think about when I, I draft running backs after I grab them in the first couple of rounds. He listens to me, people. Do you, What? What did when he when he goes drafting running backs, he listens to me. He listens to me. <laughs> when he doesn't listen to not me, not all the time. He, he when he doesn't listen to me is when he said I should have listened to you. Whatever, JT. Whatever. You listen to me for everything else. But anyway, bottom line is this: I'll go after a back in a let's say fifth, sixth round, something like that. When I'm looking at a rebound back, so that's probably my third or fourth. Oh, yeah, my third back that I'm picking up at that point. So when AP and Jamal Charles both came off of those ACL injuries, I didn't draft a running back in, in you know the first four rounds because I knew I was going to get them coming off a rebound and taking a chance. I went and got high end wide receivers, high end quarterback, high end tight end. And then I took a risk with AP. That year, it worked out big time for me because everyone I had was a top five player. Um, now, do I get a rebound player this year in the same position, or do I take AP? Now, I already said I believe AP is going to be that LeGarrette Blunt type back for New Orleans like Blunt was for the Patriots. But give me a rebound back uh, that's coming out there this year, JT. Well, come the August sixth, I just looked at the calendar. Come, come uh, oh, August sixth. Here we go. Here we go. You're exactly right. 
you ain't gonna steal my thunder. Starting August sixth, which is a Sunday, <laughs> the first Sunday in August, I'll be talking about fantasy positions and I'll be putting my ranking out there on uh, um, quarterbacks first. Thirteenth, I'll be talking about tight ends. The twentieth, I'll be talking about wide receivers. And the twenty seventh of August, I'll be talking about running backs. I always say the running backs for last because I got to. And I'll be telling you guys how how we did in in the draft on the twenty sixth. Well, hopefully we we uh, um, are able to broadcast on the twenty sixth um, as we do a draft, like we do. We're going to broadcast year. the draft on the twenty sixth. Okay. Like we do every year. That's easy. That's um, the whole purpose of me doing it. So that that's that's the uh, schedule right now. Quarterbacks on the sixth, thirteenth tight ends, the twentieth wide receivers, and last but not least, the twenty seventh would be running backs in August, leading up to. Now, um, with that being said, the regular fantasy fantasy season. Who is the who is the rebound back, or who's coming off of an injury or something like that? Uh, well, I pre- I preface I preface this on I got two of them. Well, two of them and maybe three. I just need one. I got, um, uh, I, I got possibly three that I'm looking at right now. I got to see how it plays out in training camp. But uh, um, two of them are, are my favorite backs, and one of them um, uh, is uh, um, on the edge. But it, it has to play I out. Got I got one. I, I got to see how it plays out. And like I said, I'll – I'll lay it out all all out there on the twenty sixth, on the twenty seventh of, of August. I know right. that's late. Well, here's, I know here's most what I people got. most people would have drafted by then. Um, I, and, and comes August sixth, I may I may turn it around. I may say I'm doing quarterbacks quite naturally on August sixth, and then I may say, well, I'm going to give you a little treat here. I'm going to do on the thirteenth. I'm going to do running backs because running backs are the key to your fantasy, regardless of what people think. Running backs are the key to your fantasy team each and every year. Illustrate my point. Ryan Matthews, he's a guy that I'm looking at (laughs) fifth or sixth round versus AP. The reason why is because he gets banged up. But when he's healthy, he's very productive. He may not not even back in Philly now. He may not. He may not even make the Eagles. Well, the point is, I'm that that's using for the example. So, do I go after Ryan Matthews, who I know is a known starter, but has some you know health issues, or do I go after AP, who I know is in a timeshare, but will get lion's share of us? So that's, that's the dichotomy no I'm looking at in those situations. Oh, that's a no-brainer for me. That's a no-brainer for me. Well, JT, you're not willing to share. Well, since you put those two out there, the obvious choice, in my opinion, is is uh, Adrian Peterson. He's in a better situation than Ryan Matthews. He, he he's uh, um, a, a more of a proven commodity than Ryan Matthews, who I who, if you remember. I did not like uh, coming into the league because I thought he was a um, – I said he was going to be a bust, and he basically he has become a bust um, because he can't stay healthy, and his NFL history has dictated that. I said that 
when he first came into the league, and I haven't been wrong about him yet. AP is a different story. Hall of Fame running back, if he's got something left, there is no doubt I would take AP over Ryan Matthews without a, in a heartbeat. Okay. Well, like I said, it's a, it's a little uh, example of what I'm talking about. Now, with that being said, uh, predict the Saints' schedule this year for me. Uh, open up at Minnesota, speaking of AP, so I guarantee you, I guarantee you, <laughs> that's the Monday night game, by the way, AP is going to be scoring in that game. It oh, might yeah, be go, from a third down and, and 10 from the 20-yard line. He's going 80 they're yards. Going feature, they're going to feature his ass. Guarantee there. They're going to feature oh, his I ass. Know. I, exactly. But then the road gets a little rocky for the Saints. Carolina, then they go to my they go to London to play Miami. And then they get their bye week. And that's the problem with the Saints schedule. They have the bye week week five and they're not that good of a defensive team to you know to deal with issues through the stretch of the season and try to make the playoffs. So after that, they come back and play Detroit at Green Bay, Chicago, Tampa Bay, at Buffalo, Washington at the Rams, Carolina, at Atlanta on Thursday night, the Jets, Atlanta, at Tampa Bay. What you got, JT? I know where I'm uh, but what do you got? Three of, the, three of their last six games are against division rivals. That, that I mean, four. I should Four of the Here last six games. Four of the last six games against division rivals. They played at Falcons quite naturally. We talked about this before. They played at Falcons twice. In the last four games, so two, two of the last four games, they played the Falcons, uh, home, and, home and away. Um, but then they played Panthers um, at home, Falcons away, Jets at home, Falcons at home, and away they played the Buccaneers. I can see them losing mm. to the Falcons in, in, in Atlanta, to the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay because they don't play well. Away, um, especially if it's out, out on grass. Um, I see them about what I see with the uh, Carolina Panthers, nine and seven, and a good possibility that they can get to ten and six. That's where I see them. This I is just, a highly, com- highly competitive division. Going to be around six and ten, seven and nine. Ooh, really? Uh, I I don't believe Fence just yet. I think Ooh. that there's going to be an opportunity for them to uh, make some comebacks, but because their defense is so young, that it's not going to happen for them. Um, well, the well, problem is this might play eight the games end of uh, Drew Brees, huh? Well, let me ask you something. They play. Eight games away, eight games at home. They play best at home. Yeah. The teams they play at home yeah. uh, are the Bears, the Buccaneers, the Redskins, the Panthers. Um, I'm trying to think who else they play at home. Um, the Patriots they play at home, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and um, they play very well at home. And the Lions, if I'm not mistaken, they play the Lions at home. 
You be telling me they can't win at least four or five of those home games? I think they'll beat the uh, Bears. I think they'll beat the um, uh, the uh, who's the other North team they play at home. I think um, they, whoever they play at home out of the North, they win. Um, okay. I think they split NFC seed. darling. Excuse me. Yeah, NFC preview. I have my bet that you're trying to walk out of on my mind. Thanks for the, the gift that you gave me. So Tampa Bay. Now, an NFL team inside of those fantasy questions. What kind of jump are you expecting from uh, Jameis Winston this season following the Bucks? Believe me, there's going to be running room for Doug Martin and Charles Sims. Plenty of running for both of those guys. Uh, but there better be a significant jump, in my opinion. But here we go. Typically, quarterbacks show their biggest improvement in their third season. Winston was too relevant on Mike Evans, uh, too reliant on Mike Evans, a reason why he forced too many passes into double coverage, resulting in turnovers. Deshaun Jackson gives the Bucks' passing game what it lacked, a player who can take the top off the defense. Cameron Brake led all tight ends with eight TDs and showed a team with first – excuse me, and should team with first-round draft pick O.J. Howard give Winston an array of targets, improvement uh, up front to give Winston more time to throw, which will help alleviate – I can't read today – what is the story in the backfield? Should fancy owners trust Doug Martin or target another running back? Martin won't be available until October after missing the first three games serving a suspension. But he's in shape and when motivated, he has proven to be a 1,400-yard rusher. Doc Quest Rogers and Charles Sims will carry the load the first month, but Martin could be a good player to stash on your roster. All of Winston's weapons in the passing game should also help open things up for the Bucks' running attack. Will Deshaun Jackson's arrival in Tampa Bay hurt or help Mike Evans from a fantasy standpoint? Jackson will undoubtedly take some catches away from Evans, who was targeted 175 times, 10.9 per game, the most in the NFL. But Evans will be no less of a red zone target for Winston, who there may not be a dramatic drop-off in touchdown receptions. Now listen, this is nothing but help. For Evans, if you leave Deshaun Jackson one-on-one with any corner, say bye-bye. If you double-team Jackson and double-team Evans, OJ is going to be open in the middle. So this is a killer situation for Tampa Bay. I know Doug Martin's going to be gone first, you know, month. But Jacquez Rogers is suitable. Chris Sims is suitable. And the defense won't be on the field that much. So let's see what happens with Tampa Bay. What you got, JT? Yeah, I uh, I really like the Tampa Bay to make a, a, a nice leap uh, and really make a, a nice run in contention for the NFC South uh, title. Um, they weren't that far off yes, last year, 
and and I and I think that uh, with the added pieces of not so much the tight end and OJ Howard, who's probably going to take a year or two to develop, uh, depending on how they, they incorporate it in the offense. And they also he also has Cameron Brate, who's been really a, a, a go-to guy for um, Jameis Winston. But uh, now you got Deshaun Jackson, and uh, I think he's got the second or the most yards per average per game in the NFL. I think it's like 20-something, between 17 and 20 yards um, uh, per, per toss. That's sick. That speed, which can kill you, uh, uh, kill a defense, and, and put you behind the eight ball, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Jameis Winston, who, who threw for 4,000 yards last year and could this year throw for close to 5,000. I think that's very, very possible and in range with the uh, weapons that he has now and the maturity level that he's, he's um, going from year to year. Unlike a, 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 someone that didn't like Jameis Winston that much and really thought he wasn't going to do that well, um, and quite naturally, every year he you know has what? done. Such a pie hole. Excuse me? Hey, I'm, I'm only speaking the truth um, uh, about what I saw <laughs> and what you saw. And apparently you need the glasses more than I do. Anyway, um, I like Tampa Bay to come out. Oh, okay. And I think I think they got the the right about in the middle of the um, strength of schedule from according to last year, fourteen teams, and they have uh, three of the last six games against division opponents at the Saints, at the Falcons, and if they play the Falcons twice. I'm thinking they're going to split with that. Um, I think they can go. What I'm looking at here, I think they beat the Falcons once. They beat the Lions at home. Um, they beat the Jets. I, I say it again, three and three. I think this is another team that can go three and three. And I think the last game, oh, uh, I'm sorry, they, they played the Panthers and they played this. Oh, they played the Falcons, Panthers, and Saints. I'm sorry, I missed. I, I misspoke. The last six games. They play um, one, two, three, four, four of the uh, four games. I still think they can go three and three um, against the uh, their opponents because they played the uh, Falcons twice, home and away. They played the Saints at home and they played the Panthers away. Uh, last two games, three and three. I, I I see them and I think they can contend. It, uh, and I'm I'm going out on a little limb here because I really like this. This team would be one of those teams. Uh, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. That's where I see them. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I believe they're going to be just behind um, Atlanta. And as I said, I think they're going to be tied with Carolina for the second best record. But I think Carolina's going to get the nudge in that one. And both these teams are going to be uh, uh, the playoffs. And Atlanta, the division. Unfortunately, uh, there's a chance that either Tampa or Carolina won't make it. Now, here's the problem with it: uh, Miami to open up the season, Minnesota, the Giants a much improved defense, Arizona, New England always has something for you, Carolina, and hopefully the Jets show up this year on defense. But that's tough. It's tough 
but we'll see what happens. I think Tampa is due for a bounce back year, and uh, they'll move forward. Hopefully their kicker, Mr. Aguaya, goes back to what he did in college. Because if memory serves me correct, the same situation happened with Sebastian Janikowski. He was awful his first year. And what he's got, like a career right now, maybe even longer. Um, so that kicker is going to be the difference in some of these games for Tampa Bay. I really think it's going to come down to Aguayo, and he's going to have to come through. He's going to be the difference between making the playoffs and them not in the playoffs. So, JT and your money. Uh, that ends the NFC South. Next week, we will definitely do the NFC West. Say that again. I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. I said I believe only one teams out of the AF, excuse me, the NFC West will be over 500. Ooh, no. I think there's, there's two teams that, that definitely can be over 500 in there. <clears throat> I said one or Without two. a doubt. I think there's two teams, solid two teams that can be over 500. Solid two teams that can be definitely over 500. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, one or two may be over. But it all depends. Both of them. We'll talk about that next week. Both of them. Well, one has a player that is a top two fantasy pick. So I ain't worried about that one. What do you got on tomorrow? We got a. Excuse me. What do you have on tap for tomorrow, so we can get I'm out? I'm talking about the, this. I'm going to talk, be talking about this weekend sports. Um, tune in. Uh, I, I'm going to be all over the map. I'm not. There's not one specific uh, uh, sport that I'm going to concentrate on uh, because of uh, the different things that have been going on in, in, in this past week in sports. I'm going to be talking about this week in sports from 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is me sitting there and the master plan. So you want to join us? You know the number to call. Just tune in. All right. With that being said, I want to thank my co-host, JKT and Money, for coming on, monopolizing 30 minutes of the time, talking about his favorite boy toy, uh, Floyd Mayweather, and uh, breaking it up. <laughs> really? Really? You, you gonna give me the boo? No, I'm gonna give you <laughs> two boos. I gave it back to you, buddy. Yeah, okay. Being said, I want to thank everybody for listening in, and uh, appreciate you, JT. Uh, give me a call right after you after the show ask you a question. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is for you guys who who listen to it. I want winners. Unlike Jason. See, look at him. He's trying to outmatch me on the board. But it doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your day. You've been listening to Fantasy Sports and Politics. You wanna talk smack? You in the right place. So-
so take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller.